This week, we're changing things up a little with something that we know you have all been asking for. We've all got different journeys in the crypto world. Some of us bought back in 2017, others bought the high just a few months ago. And for the legend we chat with today and a few others, I'm sure, they lost all the money they invested into crypto, but are here to tell the story and teach us what not to do. This segment is called What I Wish I Knew, and we're joined by Lockie Stewart himself from the Man That Can Project. Lockie's crypto story is one that you will want to hear, and his business is literally changing lives. We chat smart investment stories, the things that sound too good to be true, and in this case, definitely were, and how to stay level-headed and away from the hype, even when the charts are up 3,000% or more. So whether you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran, or just crypto curious, I am your host, Alicia Chapman, and this is Tapping Into Crypto. Welcome to the podcast, Lockie Stewart. It is so good to have you here today. I am sure that so many of our listeners already know who you are and what you do in the world, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm uh, very excited. So I guess when I was thinking about this question, who am I? I look at it as though I just see myself as someone who's chipping away to create their ideal life. And what that looks like is obviously investing money, but then also health and relationships and various other things like that. So I really like to look at every day as an opportunity to squeeze, I uh, don't want to sound cliche, but squeeze the most out of it. And I continue to learn and grow and be open-minded, but I you know, play roles as a fiance, son, a high-performance coach with the Man That Can Project, and then uh, an athlete and just a, what I hope is a good mate to people. I so. love that. And you just mentioned the Man That Can Project. Let's dive into that because that is such a powerful message that you're sharing with people. I'd love to share it a little bit more with our listeners as well. I think so. It's a... Uh, a men's performance coaching company. We really started off in uh, men's mental health, but from my own experience and having worked with you know hundreds, close to a thousand blokes now, I've sort of started shifting away from what's holding a lot of us back to where we want to get to. So we're sort of getting future focused and really helping men reach their potential and shift their mindset to that point where they believe they can do, be, and have whatever they want in their life. And uh, it's a fun process. We get to really dive deep and just see that transformative journey, which is pretty empowering and definitely motivating. Amazing. And we don't usually dive this deep, but I really want to with this one. So where did this come from? Where did it start for you? Like why start the Man That Can Project? It's natural progression. Whenever anyone asked me this, I was like, I wish I could say I grew up wanting to be it, but I never wanted to be a coach I thought coaches were people who couldn't get a Guernsey anywhere else. So I was always pursuing um, <laughs> pursuing sport. And after sport, you know, I had my, always had my own demons growing up in the rugby culture, uh, drugs, alcohol, cheating, all of that sort of stuff. And it left me in a place where I didn't have, I didn't understand who I was and what was sort of next for me. So fortunately, I had a mate who I really aspired to be like, and he gave me a book and invited me to a personal development event, which at the time, you know, spending $25 and I didn't, that was a carton of beer. Uh, (laughs) And that's where my mindset was at, but I I trusted him and that sort of changed my whole outlook on life. And once I read that very first book, which was The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I just became hungry to, to see what else I could learn about myself and what else I could change. And I started documenting the journey on Instagram back in 2014. And it just built the following over over time and had blokes or even majority um, was uh, women actually asking, you know, how they could help their partner and 
what I would do, all this sort of stuff. And it just led me into coaching. It was always like that natural progression. And um, 2017, I was in Austria about to get a pint of beer and a chicken schnitzel. And uh, someone sent me a message on Instagram. And that was sort of that moment where I was like, right, I can actually, you know, be in a very fortunate position here to get paid to do what I love. So how can I do that? And for me, it started with men's groups. So I, was, I just put out a video and, you know, I realized that the one thing that I needed all these years ago was access to men from all walks of life who were successful parents, were successful mates, were successful in their relationships, in business, in all, all areas of life. And I wanted to be able to sit down with them and actually ask some questions and have them be honest. And uh, that's where we started the men's groups. And from that, it was just, you know, what can I do next to help these blokes? What can I do next? What can I do next? And obviously I did my own upskilling in the process and yeah, it's where it is today. It's incredible, Lucky. You've made the most beautiful community and it just is changing so many lives. So I, I love seeing what you're doing and sharing that with the world. It's so powerful. So you know the power of a conversation, obviously. It's, you know, conversations are incredible things that can completely change someone's world. And so what we're here today is to have a conversation about crypto and your experience with it, because there's no better way to learn than to learn from someone else's mistakes or what someone else wished they knew and yeah. all of the fun that goes along with it. I think, you know, these conversations, they're so good to make us realize that, hey, we are all the same. Everybody goes through those pain points and those journeys. So, Lucky, what was your very first crypto purchase? It was Bitcoin back in 2017 and I uh, got scammed. I scammed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, this was when it. So prior to sort of 2017, I I had no money after rugby, and when I was trying to find myself, I was literally. I still remember days where I was like, if I had a thousand dollars in savings, my life, like I will never complain about a single thing ever again. Like I was living week to week, but uh, my brother told me about Bitcoin, um, and I didn't really understand it, but I did. But then. I saw some friends jumping on this. Um, USI Tech was the the name of the company. It was a big scam in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me how you buy a Bitcoin, you give it to these people and they give you returns. And they were talking about all the returns. And I, I, like, I didn't do any research. I was like, I trust these people and I want <laughs> money. So take my money and let's see where this bad boy goes. And uh, yeah, I can't remember what the time frame it was, but yeah, I lost all my Bitcoin at that point in time. And I, I was never really off Bitcoin. I just knew I'd made a stupid mistake by not doing some due diligence and probably trusting my gut because whenever you hear that, it's too good to be true. Generally, you know, this yeah, You've got that emailing you saying that you've won yeah. $5 million. It's like, just give me your details and I'll transfer you a Bitcoin. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Nice. <laughs> all the Bitcoin. Oh, lucky. Oh my gosh. So what not to do over here? <laughs> yeah, what not to do. But I think, and to be fair, in hindsight, it wasn't, a heap of money for where I'm at now. But in hindsight, at that point, I was on the bare bones of my ass. So that was like everything that I had. So it kind of stung a little. Oh my gosh, 100%. And did you get back on the horse? Did you go and buy some more later on? Yeah. So I bought, um, I think we we're in Vanuatu or somewhere. And it was when obviously Bitcoin was talking about rising again or at some point. So I was like, oh, cool, let's do Bitcoin. And then I put some money on just some other coins. Like once again, it was a Hail Mary um, and I bought a whole heap of little coins and didn't didn't think about it again because I you know started the business so all my focus went to the business. But then uh, I think it was the end of 2019, uh, yeah, 2019 was when I sort of got stuck back into it. One of my good mates who's actually dated my fiance's sister just absolutely l- just froths on crypto, like listens to it all day every day. And 
um, he was like, I need to get on this coin, I need to get on this. And obviously at that point, I'd been stung by that last one. So I was like, I'll do my own research this time and uh, we'll see what happens. But then, yeah, I found he mentioned a few coins that I was like, I like what that's about and potentially what it could do. So that's when I was like, all right, well, how much am I prepared to invest in this and, and see what's happened? And I've just really stuck to those coins. Like I don't have a huge basket of coins, but I've got a good amount in that space. And yeah, it's been cool ever since. And I, I think a lot of people turn their backs on things if they have a, you know, they get scammed or it doesn't work out how they wanted to. But I think the reality, that's the world of investing. If you don't invest in yourself to invest and investing in yourself could be investing the time to learn about who's running it, what's the mission or various other things, even just learning how to invest with management with your risk strategy and all that sort of stuff. That's why people get burnt and they never learn the lesson. Whereas i felt fortunate because of the years of personal development prior to that. I was like, well, that's my fault. No one else's. As much as I want to rage at that USI tech company, it's not going to bring my money back. A hundred percent. And I think it is a really good lesson to learn early on as well. Like it's something to be so grateful for, like as shitty as it is and as much as you wish it didn't happen, it's good it happened then so that you have that time to learn and develop and share this story so that other people go, oh, hang on, where am I purchasing this from? Isn't it exchange? And if this is the first episode you're listening to, definitely jump back to the ones where we talk about exchanges and how to find the features that you need and want and all of those security things that are probably something that would really have helped you, Lucky. hundred <laughs> percent. Even a client of mine, like a client of mine knows that I've got crypto now. And uh, was it eight months ago, it would have been, he invested 180 grand in Bitcoin when it was 10,000. So he had 18 Bitcoin. Oh my God. And I was like, which, um, would you buy it through like SwiftX or Binance? Like, who'd you get it from? He's like, oh, just this company in Dubai. And I was like, oh my what? God. And guess what happened? He doesn't have his Bitcoin anymore. <laughs> like 180 grand. Yeah. So he had 18 Bitcoin or just under like, you know, 17 point something Bitcoin, which you look at the price of it now. I was like, it's a, but in saying that I said to him, you know, as much as, you know, he, potentially he could have parted away with that amount of cash for me, that's like outrageous. And for a lot of people that's outrageous. Obviously everyone's got their own levels, but I'm like, that's an expensive lesson, mate. You won't do that again. Maybe you should talk to people who either have crypto or, listen to podcasts like this or just do some research, <laughs> find credible places to do it. Don't, yeah. It's not It's not like back in 2017 where you had to go to the, the lotto places and, and cash in a, a code to get your crypto. Like now you can do it on your phone. It's wild. Yeah. It is so easy now. And a great segue into where do you learn about things now? Like you mentioned your brother got you into it at the start. Yep. How do you find out about new things to invest in or even that, that gap in that middle where you wanted to educate yourself? What did you do to start? I um well I'm fortunate like there's three of my mates who are really heavily into to Bitcoin and they all have different strategies around why they're investing and what they're doing it for. So I'm in a group chat with them, which is awesome to to hear what they're doing. If I'm being completely honest, at this point, I'm not, you know, the last eight months because I'm going through a big growth phase with business and we just bought a house. I'm investing in other things. But I listen to what they're doing. I keep my ear to the ground just to to know what's sort of happening. And then I'll do my research on on what I guess the project is because I think, you know, like Cardano is one that I'm being heavy into and I love what it's it's about, VeChain um, as well. So I'll look for stuff like that. Whereas I, I, I've got another mate who's on, you know, some ones like Dogecoin and all that sort of stuff, which are exciting. But to me, it's like, it's very high risk and you know, I think about how hard I work for my money and what else I could invest in. You know, I've got a wedding in a month. I've got property. I've got this. So I don't want to, I'm not just going to piss my money up the walls. So my risk strategy is different to other people. So 
from that, I listen to my mates, but then I'll go, you know, on YouTube, there's so many incredible people. Um, even, you know, the platform that I trade through is um, SwiftX, but they're always bloating out alerts and, and information. There's just so much information out there. But I think one of my biggest bits of advice is that obviously there is so much information out there. So do due diligence on who you're actually getting the information from, like who's actually the person on the YouTube channel or um, find out, you know, I'm, I know what my mates have in the game in terms of money. They're not just someone who says, yeah, I have 10 Bitcoin. It's like, well, I can actually see what they got because we show each other what's happening and all that sort of stuff. So that's sort of how I, how I learn about it currently. Yeah, that's fantastic advice and really good because you do. You see those people who are just on Facebook groups and they're like, hey, wow, this coin sounds great. And they just go and throw their life savings into it or, or far more than they could afford to lose without even just doing that 10 seconds of research. And that's all it can be at some stages. You know, if you're on an exchange and you click on the name of that coin before you buy it, generally it's going to tell you, like they do on SwiftX, they tell you all about that coin, what its market cap is, what the general gist of the project is. And if you read that and you go, hey, yeah, I think that's going to be around in a couple of years' time or this has room for growth, you're probably going to be on a good thing. Yeah, I can't stand the... I know how exciting things can be. And I can, I've definitely been like, I was in USI tech. I was on that hype train and hoping for the Hail Mary. But I think, you know, from an emotional regulation standpoint, people need to allow, you know, not get hyped up by, you know, these big jumps. Like obviously with what's happened in the last three weeks as well, there's been a big upturn and it's becoming noisy again because everyone's seeing great gains, but you shouldn't allow that affect you to feel like you're bulletproof because it will come down. It always does. But also when, now, people start panicking when it goes, you know, it drops back. It's like, we'll just, and once again, depending on why you're in it and what your strategy is. But for me, it's a, it's a long-term hold in, in certain projects that I'm in. But I don't, you know, I'm not running around saying, I'm a crypto millionaire today. And then the next, I hate crypto. It's just like, it just sits there. Like it's doing its thing. Smashing it all out to buy your next G-Wagon. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'd love one. Oh, I know, one. right? I know. Oh, my God. 180 grand is a, is a short way there. Yeah. Oh, one. <laughs> so good. So, Lucky, we want to chat about what has been your biggest win. And it, it might not even be, you know, a gain out of a coin that you've bought. It could be. But even just a win that you've had in the crypto game. I think just getting into a... Uh... Kidano, when I did, like, I think I'm so grateful because it was when I was like, the business was really booming and everything like that. It was very easy to go, well, I need to keep this money because I have an investment chunk of money that I'll invest in things, whether it's myself or coaching or workshops or whatever it is. Um, and my mates say, just seriously check this out. And normally I'm like, I'm too busy at the moment. I'm too busy. So to actually take the time to look at uh, that project when it was and then just go, yeah, let's uh, get in on that. Like, that was a, it's, you know, I think looking at the other day in the last nine months, it's up 936%, which is wild. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but even just like, even that USI tech to me is a win because, you know, I would hate to be doing the same dumb stuff with the amount of money that's in there now that was, you know, losing that much would break my heart. So. Huh. And losing a hundred bucks, like losing any money, it's never fun, but as yeah. long as you can find a lesson out of it and learn from it. Yeah. So that's probably the, the biggest win. Um, definitely. Love that. And you alluded to a bit of an investment strategy there and you've touched on it a couple of times. I'd love to break that down a little bit. So it sounds like you have some money that you put aside just purely for investing. Yeah. I um, came from the Barefoot Investor for anyone who's read that book, like super simple book. Works literally has changed my life since I read that and have stuck to that because you know it's, I've always got that money there for if stuff goes wrong, it doesn't dip into my savings or 
uh, anything like that. So having that investment fund has been perfect. And obviously, you know, reading various books and looking, having an idea of what I actually want for myself over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years has enabled me to go looking for investments that can provide that return or that long-term play. Like I'm not in investments for quick wins. If I want to do that, I can run that through business and just do more sales. Um, so like the investing is like, how do I get my time back? Because it's always been, I want to get to this income point, which when when I've hit that, the goal is now, how can I keep my income there while working less time? And that might come through, you know, crypto or property. Um, so yeah, I have a certain amount every week that just goes into that investment fund. And I don't just put it on, like there was a point where every, um, this was back at end of 2019, where I was just constantly putting money obviously into to crypto because I was spending so much time every day um, watching it. And then when we we're going through COVID, like I had more time to to read up on what was happening in crypto. So I was like, more money, more money, more money. Um, whereas at the moment, we just bought a bought a house, but then um, that account will just keep filling up again until I dive back into learning more about crypto or whatever else is next. But it's good to have that. I love having that there because I don't have to then go, right, the saving starts now. It's already It's already there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an incredible strategy. And I think like not having to look for that money either is really good. Like not finding it from somewhere else, taking from your other savings or another account, you know that that's dedicated to investing and playing in this strategy game, um, which is cool. It sounds like you have a really strong why, which I personally think is so important for investing just to really understand what do I want out of this? And and for you, you touched on that long-term game. Like that's what you're doing is building generational wealth. It's yeah. not here for a quick win to to have a great Christmas or, or something like that. It's really about that long-term play, which is so good because then, as you said, you'll choose those right projects and those right coins that resonate with you. So Definitely. Yeah. It's just not the, I've done that. I think, uh, you know, when you have no money, like when I had no money, it was just like everything was just trying to survive. And if you could make you know, 10 grand, 10 grand was huge. So you're like, oh, I'll do that. And you might blow it all. But now it's like, well, you know, you want a certain amount coming back to you every week where you don't have to work and it still covers everything. But I think um, from my experience, everyone's still hoping for the million dollar play because that's what, you know, was deemed successful or wealthy back in the day. But when you understand, you know, what your overheads are and the quality of life, like I'm a pretty simple dude. Like I want to surf, have spent time with my family and run my business, which is fun. And I know the amount of money that I need that. But like I said, once I hit that, the goal is now, how do I maintain that? Well, getting investments. So I don't need to be greedy. It, don't get me wrong. It's easy to easy to get greedy, when, especially when you're seeing what's happening over the last 12 to 18 months with crypto, especially. It's like, it's easy to get greedy. Yeah. But I've I set, already set aside the amount. That's why I haven't put any more money in the market recently, even though I wanted to. I was like, well, that's I've already set currently what I'm at. I'm diversifying with other things. So I don't want to just get greedy because I think that's where emotions come in and you always see people get burnt when they get too emotional with uh with things. It can also pay off too, but I'm 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 trying to tell myself that it's it's smart. No, it is. It definitely is. And we've actually got an episode coming up next week that's all around investment strategies. And something that we talk about on that is that a 20% gain, a 20% profit is you never get that with the banks. Like, like actually making 20% on an investment is massive. And that is something to be proud of. And to just say, yes, I made 20%. Pull that out. Do whatever your next step is. But don't look back there and go, oh, I could have made 200. Because yeah. 20% is epic. Yeah, that's what I was just literally listening to a podcast this morning where they're like, you know, some people are working hard to just get that 8%. And then when you may achieve that and you see a mate's doing 12, like my mate's 
kicking my ass with crypto. And I go, I could have done that, but that wasn't my goal and that wasn't the strategy. So it's easy to start comparing. And that's where a lot of us start changing our own rules to, you know, in that battle of comparison rather than just going, look, 8% is more than enough for me or 20% or whatever it is, right? It's it's um, creating that game plan and sticking to it. That's the discipline. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Amazing. All right. So the big question, the big finale to wrap them up, what do you wish you knew when you first started out? I think I've sort of obviously um, touched on it, but for me, it's obviously having that investment strategy and, and not to get greedy. Like, you, the benefit of having that investment fund is as much as you don't want to lose it, there's always risk in anything. Um, so if I've got that there and I do by chance make a poor decision, which you know I'm bound to make plenty more, it's not going to ruin any other aspect or element of my life. It's not going to put me under financial stress. I'm not going to be able to not eat or pay my bills. So I think um, making sure you have that that strategy and, and, and go back to investing to invest. Like it's one of the greatest quotes I ever heard was like, if you, I said this to my brother, because even though my brother told me about crypto, um, I've just, you know, he's talking about all these coins, which ones can grow. I'm like, mate, just start investing time in learning. Like you might have to do 100, 200 hours. And that's just to show people how much work maybe has to go into it. Because a lot of research does before you even put a dollar into it. Because you know you're minimizing and you're mitigating your risk by investing in yourself. It's the same with you know, everything that I I preach about. It's like you invest in yourself, and you're going to be better with emotional regulation, uh, communication, all these other things that are highly important in in investing and creating that dream life. Yeah. So that that would be be mine. Get an investment strategy. Always do your own research, even if it's your best mate. Even if it's your best okay. mate, <laughs> to double check, fact check, because it's very especially on social media. You can see the hype train running along and uh, it's very easy to go experience FOMO and go, shit, I need to quickly transfer some money and do this. Um, But yeah, that would be it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple. And that's the best thing I think is just, you know, do you, do you know what's works for you and don't invest more than you can afford to lose. Like we've had almost everyone on the podcast say that to now Um, because it is, it's still so volatile. It's definitely stabilizing a little bit, but it's a very volatile space to play in. So um, I love that thought around investing in yourself because once it's like that quote about teaching someone to fish. And, you know, if you can learn this stuff, you learn it forever. You don't just learn it for today. And you're going to keep learning and keep being able to apply that. Investing in crypto, you learn so much here that you can apply in stocks and vice versa. So, you know, there's so much that you can just teach yourself and you'll know and you can back your own decisions then, even the bad ones. Even the bad ones. you got to accept the bad ones. There's always a lesson. <laughs> so good. Amazing. Well, Lockie, we'll pop it all in the show notes, but where can people find you if they want to chat all things crypto or have a chat with you about The Man That Can? Just if you want to head over to themanthatcanproject.com or just Instagram at Lachlan Stewart. I'm heavily active on Instagram. It's the, the greatest place ever. Always doing stuff. Always. Always Always inspiring. (laughs) Non-stop. I love it. So good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lockie, and we will chat to you soon. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 